the Hotshot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Hotch out with kids with Mike Klein Jr. and Mark Donvilla, and this is TV Cynics. Today we are talking about family matters mm-hmm. or family matters because family does. Is it family matter. matters or family matters? The second one. I think it's both. Family does matter, but we are talking about matters of the family, mm-hmm. so it could be both. So this was a classic in the TV wait TGIF lineup. Yes. When did this one start? Give me the oh. give me the run. By the way, it is a technically a spinoff of uh, Growing Pains. Perfect Strangers. Yes, because little do most people know, the mom from Family Matters worked in the the uh, newspaper where she was an elevator. Of, yeah, elevator operator. Mm-hmm. Which like is that a job anymore? I'm pretty sure it's not. But in the building, I think where fancy buildings might have a guy. Cousin Larry and Belky Bartakamus. They were working, and she would, you know, run the elevator, and she'd be on the show. Then somehow she was a wisecracking elevator operator, which is weird. Now, who was the fucking genius that said, "Hey, you know what? We should just make a whole other show." I think that lady who runs the elevator. Let's just say we're following her family now. What probably happened was that someone really liked her acting stuff. Like they thought, like she's she's a talent. We need to do something with her. Yeah, all she's doing is sitting in the fucking elevator. Yeah, she was like, you know, because she was a she was a wisecracker. No, no. First of all, don't call her a cracker. That's <laughs> racial, racially insensitive, and she's black. But second of all, um, show her some respect. She was probably fucking one of the execs because how else would let's hey let's take some bit character and make a whole new show out of it? Yeah, it's weird, but it happened. It happened, yeah, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The show debuted on. I like how I start saying something before I can actually I know. Then you're still looking it up. <laughs> September 22nd, 1989, and ran until July 17th, 1998. It was oh, one man. Of the, that was a long-running show. It was one of those shows that came on three years after Perfect Strangers started. It was one of those shows that switched networks at, later on. Yeah, it switched to CBS at some point. Hmm. Remember when we were kids, CBS was the old people's network? Yeah, there's nothing for me to watch on CBS. It was Matlock and Diagnosis Murder and Murder, She Wrote. It was a lot of CBS was mostly shows of people not cops solving crimes. Yeah. Like if you had a regular job, you would go on the side, you would I'm solve a, crimes. I'm a librarian, but I also solve murder I'm mysteries. I'm a doctor and I'd solve murders. <laughs> I'm a I'm a author. You know what? I'm a priest, Father Darling Mysteries. We should do a spoof where librarians also solving crimes. Cuz that has a librarian hasn't been done. What about a janitor? A janitor would be oh, a great be sleuth because no one notices a janitor. And he's going through the trash. If and that's you, where you find a lot of clues. You can do whatever you want. If you you get one of those carts with all the tools and you put on like the, 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 the blue the overalls and you just walk around, no one will say a fucking word to Unless you. Unless you're on the street because that looks well, very odd. I'm talking about like in a building. You're pushing a mop bucket on you the You can go to any office building anywhere. Now, not a small one. I'm talking about a bigger one. Yeah. Or the mall and no one will ever say a word to you. It's true. No one will pay attention. Yep. You're invisible. And in one of your buckets, you have like a walkie-talkie instead of like water. No, no. I have like, I have it set up where the end, the the one wood end of my mop is actually a walkie-talkie. That way I could talk into it discreetly. Who are you talking to? I don't know. I got a guy in a computer somewhere else. 
Mm. I need my eyes. He's you know he's tapping into the uh, the camera. I see the bogey at twelve o'clock. That's me talking to my mom. Bogies? Are you a uh, World War II fighter jet? Uh, is that what you say? I don't know. One of those pilots there? I think they say bogies. I just saw her going to the Lord and Taylor. Who goes into Lord and Taylor? I don't know. <laughs> There's a Lord and Taylor in our mall the last 30 years. I go in there, it's like a foreign land. I'm like, what is this place? I mean, it, obviously, they do business. I guess. It's open. But we've been going, that, that place, it's been there, I think, since the beginning, which is like 30 years. I've literally never bought anything. There. I did once because I needed like a uh, like a dress. A lord or a tailor. I needed a tailor. I needed a dress shirt for something. So I'm like, shit. Well, there's nowhere else in the world to get a dress shirt. I'm in the mall. You know, it's a store in the mall. Yeah. So I can go in there. There's a called there's a place called J C Penny there. Why am I not allowed in Lord and Taylors? Because you're not a lord or a tailor, obviously. I'm not a J C or a Penny. Well. I, yeah. You're more of a JCPenney guy, I think. <laughs> or Sears. Well, Sears closed in that mall. Yeah. I, I think um, I would speak, that was where I'd peg you. I would, you're not going into uh, uh, the Limited or whatever that was called. Um, you're not you're not buying anything at H&M, right? No, I can't fit in. The, the H&M's all European shit. Yeah, I love those, H&M. Those European cuts, that, that's not for me. That's my that's my place. And I it's called junk fashion. It's like junk food. It's like really cheap. But trendy looking clothes. Yeah, you know, I went to That's Marshalls. I went to Marshalls the other day. It's some really good, like, because I've never been into Marshalls before. Really? Never. I've never been in yeah, one. You can get high end shit for cheap. Yeah, and I did. Oh, like, we were somewhere. We were like getting uh, uh, an extra costume. Excuse me, sir. Are you wearing Kelvin Klein? Because that appears to be last year's Kelvin Klein. We went. We're the Halloween store was like right next to it. We we're getting some costumes for the kids, and uh, we're walking in. I'm like, you know what? We've never oh, been. Halloween, that was like two months ago. Yeah. That, this was a while ago. <laughs> it's like, we've never been in a Marshalls before. Let's go check it out. And I did. And I'm like, holy shit, there's some really nice stuff in here. And you see the tags. Like, it was, this shirt was $99. Now it's $29. i am like, shit. What I'm, does this I'm have to do this. with family matters? I don't know. But I got a really nice shirt. I was going to wear it today, but I'm going to save it. You know, it's like, I'm, gonna, the, I'm going back. In the reviews of our show, many of them say, <laughs> these guys know to stay on topic. I know. They do, they do not stray from the topic at hand at all. Yep, yep. All right, Never. family matters. <laughs> Your series originally focused on the character of police officer Carl Winslow. Now, I, I'd like to mention that... The actor. Who, who is Carl Winslow? Reginald Vell Johnson. Now... His filmography is amazing. Here's his role. Wolf. How many times... Does it say how many times he's played a cop? Well, here we go. These are all his roles, according to uh, I'm Wikipedia. Oh. 1981, he was in a movie called Wolfen. He was a morgue attendant. Yeah. 1984, Ghostbusters, corrections officer. All right, I'm going to call that a cop. 85, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, Ambulance Driver. Uh, I saw I saw that movie. Crocodile that... Dundee, he was Gus. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Plain Clothes, Captain Graf, cop. That's a cop. Die Hard, Sergeant Al Powell, cop. cop. Turner and Hooch, Detective David Dave Sutton. Okay. Die Hard 2, he's Al Powell again. again. Yeah. Um, he's a lot of non-cops. Twelve, day, cops, 12 yeah. Dog Days Till Christmas, Probation Officer Art that's Stevenson. A, that's a cop. Avengers Endgame, police officer. He's a cop. He was in Endgame? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Let's see. Uh, Telvin shows, Perfect Strangers. He's a cop. He was on Perfect Strangers. Now, this was after Family Matters already existed, so he did show up in Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Tales from the Crypt, he was a hotel guest. He played Santa on Dream On. I love that show. He was a doctor, a reverend. On TV, it was more doctors than anything else. And reverends. Hmm. It was two different reverends. No, Reverend Bennett on the Hughleys. And I guess Eve was a spinoff of the Hughleys because he played the same reverend twice. You gotta get excited if you're a char- regular character on a show and there's a spinoff because you're like, ooh, maybe I'll get some more yeah. work. Alright, was there any more comps? Girl Meets World, Officer James. Alright. Yeah. And, he, and in video games, Die Hard Vendetta, he played Sergeant Al Powell again. Alright, I'm gonna count it. Any more? That's it. Okay, ten different roles in his life, he was a cop. Ten different police officers. Like, he is, man, he is pigeonholed. He is typecast. That guy is a fucking cop any way you slice it. Yep, he looks like a cop. You know what? He should quit acting and join the police academy. Not the movie, because that'd be another role. But he should actually become a police officer. I remember when he was in Ghostbusters. Like, hey, there. Like, I watched Ghostbusters before Family Matters, probably. But then after, like, whoa, there's Carl Winslow. Okay, so let's focus on the show. Oh, not Ghostbusters? Yeah. So the premise of the show... Was he, a bro- it was originally focused on the officer Carl Winslow's family, wife Harriet, son Eddie, elder daughter Laura, and younger daughter Duty. Duty. <laughs> Her name was Duty? That's weird. <laughs> Judge Duty. <laughs> Judge Duty? Who appeared until the character was written out in season four. She was one of those characters that just vanished. So Never does he be spoken now, of Now, the interesting thing about that is that this show had two characters who vanished in the middle of the series. The we'll, one, we'll get the other one later. Sorry, you can mention it. Now, the, the younger daughter, just between one season to the next, disappeared, and Aunt Rachel disappeared from one season to the next. Had her but, own restaurant that was still in the show, Rachel's she, Place. Yes, she owned a restaurant, Rachel's Place. That stayed. She had a son. That stayed. That stayed. No one ever mentioned, what the fuck ever happened to your mom? Was she killed off by the mob? I don't know. Like, no one mentioned it. Well, you know what? Most likely she franchised <clears throat> out Rachel's Place and was on location helping, you know, build the new store. And just abandoned her child. So, yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, listen... Family matters, okay, Mark? Except, except for business. <laughs> business matters. Listen, I gotta, I gotta fucking make some money here, all right? There was also the grandma Estelle. Now she was your typical TV grandma who was like cooler than the oh, parents. Oh yeah, she was the cool grandma. She was a cool rapping grandma. Like in the in the opening, she was reading the Rolling Stone magazine, and cool. she was wearing a bear's hat because she was super cool. Yeah, which is bullshit. Whose grandma's that cool? They're not cool. Maybe not now cool. because grandmas are like our age, but. Or a little bit older, but it's come 50 on. 50-year-old grandma. Yeah. Well, hey, my grandpa was in his 40. Like, if I was in my, like my grandpa, I'd be a grandpa in like six years, seven years. Yeah. That's insane. I know. It's weird. That's these the, day, these that, days, though, people start a lot later. There is no possibility of me being a grandpa in seven years, Yeah. by the way. Unless I have a kid tomorrow, and it's somehow they have like some weird fucking thing where they have kids. They get well, pregnant you know what? At age seven. It's possible for me. My son will be 18 in seven years. So it's it's possible. Knock a girl Somebody up. Somebody done fucked up then. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, <clears throat> but this all changed when they introduced a character named Steve Urkel, who was just supposed to be this nerdy next door yeah. neighbor. A little bit of comic relief who showed up every once in a while. But kind s- of like your Skippy, yeah. Boner character. Yeah. I don't know if he'd go off the war like Boner. Yeah. But anyhow... Did I do that? 
all of a sudden, Urkel becomes like the biggest fucking thing in the world. Like he's huge. There's dolls, merchandising. He's making appearances as Urkel. So from what I recall, Urkel just showed up just to say, I love you, Laura. Like he loved the, the Laura Winslow the character. This guy did not go far to search up for a love of his life. Well, he didn't need like, to. Like what's the chances the love of your life lives right next door to you? 100%. I mean, for, by the old dad measure, what's the chance of the love of your, your soulmates in the same town as you or yeah. same really good county chances. as you? Yeah. Not very good. Good. We've said it before. There's probably women who are way better for you. Some There's probably well, millions of women. Not way better, but a, a more of a match. Millions of women are a better match. Yeah. Whoever you're with, there are millions of people, whether you're a man or a woman, there are millions of people who are way better of a match for you. You'd get along better. Just everything would be better but you will never meet them because they're on, the, they're on the other side of the planet. Yep. Or they're next door and you don't even know it. Well, if they're next door, you might know it. I don't know my neighbors. Yeah, I don't either. The only, thing I know, only thing I know about my neighbor is she comes out and smokes. There's this one. We have this one neighbor across the street. We just call her our white trash neighbor because she's white trash. Oh. Always up. To, just, you know, always she's yelling. A lot of yelling. Mm. Car got repoed. Did, they, did she have the the white trash like outfit? Like I don't know. I can't even explain She's it. She's smaller, thin, blonde. There's certain outfits like kind of like stonewashed jeans. I don't know. There's something about yeah. a white trash girl that you can tell. It's more behavior on her part that when I say the white trash neighbor, like we, you know, that's it. That's her. Are name. you allowed to say white trash anymore? I just said it because it's kind of a racist term. It Not is. because you're mentioning white, but because it it's it's kind of implying that you know white people are good, but you're like a bad version of you know. Um, yeah, but it's because you're talking about white people, so no one cares. No. Anything you say for white people, it's But fine. it is kind of insulting to other races. At the same I, time. I mean, it depends how you look at it. Because it's like, a, what it's kind of saying is like, it's a well-known fact that other races are trash already. We don't even have to mention that. But mm. white people, we have to we have to differentiate so you know. Damn, I mean, you might be digging a little too deep. I've heard this for years. I don't know. I, I didn't come up with this on well, my own. What about the term jip? Like, hey, I just, you jipped me. I got jipped. Do people say that anymore? People say it. It's a, still a thing. But people, what people don't know is that's a racist term. Jewish, right? No, gypsy. Because oh. gypsies will cheat. They will cheat you. What you deal fuck? with the gypsy. What you the fuck is cheated. a gypsy? You always hear about gypsy. What are they? I don't know. Are they a type of people? What is that? No idea. But when you deal with a gypsy, don't get, you know, don't be surprised if they fucking screw you. They make it thinner. And that's called, <laughs> that's called you're, you're getting gypsy. The only thing I know about gypsies is that they put a curse on you. And if you're a big fat guy, they make you thin. Yeah. Which is good for a Not while. Not much of a curse. For a little while, you're like, you're strutting around town with your new thin body. But then uh-huh. next to you know, you're skin and bones. Still hot. Oh, well, yeah, these days. Going to the beach. is my beach body right here, motherfucker. Nah, if you're too skinny, you don't want to be in the beach. You gotta have muscles on the beach. Or curves. I got both. There are perfectly attractive girls who just do not have good butt. Like, they're just too skinny. Yeah, true. You need curves, man. I know. You don't gotta tell me, man. Come on. Like Laura from... The, from uh, Family Matters. She's got curves. Yeah. Yeah, she is nice. Now, the uh, so Urkel was in love with her. He never got with her, right? No. Like, he, not even, like, they didn't even go on dates. They might have had one episode. Every once in a while, she, like, liked, like, he, she hated him. But then every once in a while, you know, she's like, oh, you do a good think, thing for me. I think um, there might have been an episode where, she, you know, he probably got, like, a peck on the cheek or something. And he probably fainted. So to get, but but then he made a machine, somehow. Like I don't. Well, he was a genius. All of a sudden, it became a science fiction show, where he made a machine. We should like 
catalog all the shows that have like science fiction elements like yeah. like Zach Morris we'll be doing Save for the Bell soon Zach Morris stopping time but he didn't have a machine he had this innate ability yeah. to stop time on his own though he didn't have a device which makes me believe and maybe there's a theory He's a god. I, I think I've heard someone already came up with this theory so it's not new that it wasn't a, whatever well, the events of Save for the Bell weren't real I think he was an extra dimensional being and it uh, was real true did I because oh, how else would he be able to get away with all of his shenanigans can't talk about Save by the Bell now but yeah. I just want to mention remind me to tell you guys how Zach Morris is my hero in 6th grade like, I hey, tried hey, to... hey 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 what is going on here <laughs> it's alright because you're saved by the bell <laughs> anyhow I tried to dress like him I tried to have the same hair as him <laughs> like I was a, I was a Zach Morris fan I was an AC Slater fan that's you, why I'm Hispanic. You wore uh, cutoffs. And yeah. You like see through. Like, like, why are we talking about safe the bell? I know. We gotta we gotta stay on track, man. Show's almost it's, over. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to stay. Pretty on track. sure AC Slater wasn't in Family Matters. He showed so. up. All right. So tell me about his machine. So he had a machine that he would get in, and he, when he came out, he was a suave Urkel. He was Hello, a, I'm he was, Urkel. He was Urkel. I'm Stephen Urkel. Stefan Urkel. And then, of course, he was making Laura swoon because he's so fucking smooth. Now, how stupid is Laura? Now, did he say it was me or did he say it was his cousin? Who knows? But so he had somebody his, knows. He had his smooth cousin. He had his female cousin when he was just in drag, which I'm not sure if you can do today with all of our wokeness and everything that you could just hey, I'm a chick now, and, hey, and it's a big joke. You ever I, I don't know the movie know. White Chicks? Yeah, that was an older movie. Yeah. This is today. Two thousand three is older movie now. What the fuck? It's almost two thousand and twenty. So yeah. Oh god, what is going on? Get with the fucking times, what man. What the hell is going on? It's it's the twenties, pretty much. How is the year two thousand like ancient history? It is. <laughs> I remember getting so. It's gonna be the year two thousand. We're young and having fun. How are you gonna feel when people were saying talking about the twenties? I remember when it turned to two thousand. Mark and I were at a party, but we were in a different room by ourselves. Yeah. For typical. some reason. Typical. <laughs> and every once in a while, someone would come in and visit us. Yeah. We were in some girl's bedroom. She's like, hey, guys, what's going on? Well, no. And then uh, then they, they came, a few more girls came in there, and we were in there with them while uh, the guys in the party were yelling racial slurs at me. Oh, yes. Yeah. But the wrong racial slurs as usual. They were like using. Yeah, if you're going to call someone a racial slur, get it right. They were doing like Asian. Otherwise, it's not going to be as effective. Because I'm not, I'm not Asian, though. But, I mean, they didn't know any better. So but I don't it, blame But there's no, there's no uh, slur that would really ang- anger you, I don't think. No. What, what do I care? That's right. Exactly. Anyhow, the other thing was that uh, the for some reason, Steve Urkel spent way too much time with the dad. Who was a cop? Like they 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 start going on adventures together at some point. But is it possible that there was a little, little bit of chemistry between them? Yes, because it is it's a it's a fact that Carl Winslow was gay. No, he wasn't in real life. Is it a fact? I don't He's know. a gay man. Is he out of the closet? I'm pretty sure he is. I don't. Can you even say out of the closet anymore? I don't know. Like I don't like it's not even like you shouldn't even. Seems to me like in these day and age you shouldn't even mention that people are gay because it's not like I don't know. Like, Whatever. What, here's Mark. He's straight. Like, would you mention that? Like, I don't know. But the, no, it, it we wouldn't mention that they're gay either, except in this instance because they might. Do you think be, he's fucking Urkel? Yes, 
They might have a. But his character wasn't gay. His character, character was a straight man who um, was married on, to married on. to the very beautiful and voluptuous Harriet Winslow. Um, in the black culture, it is not acceptable to be <clears throat> a gay man. So I'm glad you're an expert on the I black am, culture. I am. You took African American studies. I did. You know, I took I took Af- the history of African dance in college. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. So which I got an A. So therefore, were, the, were you the only Asian guy in that class? <laughs> I was, as a matter of fact. Mark's not Asian, <laughs> but everyone thinks he is. So, do you still get mistaken for an Asian? Every once in a while, someone will say, "Hey, what are what are you? Why are you Asian?" You should use that to your advantage, like years ago, because some like Asian girls, like they'll only they date only Asian guys. Date Asians. Yeah, I'm talking like the ones that like they're walking around speaking. So I guess you didn't know Chinese or anything. I don't know Korean. Because at the local university, there's a, there's a huge Asian population there, but they all, they don't speak English when they're walking around. So, but hold on, off the subject of that, back <laughs> onto the subject of the show, right? Yes. Carl Winslow might have been on the DL with Urkel. There is nothing that's going been, on adventures there, together, having a sexual. I would relationship. like to put out a disclaimer: there is zero evidence that the character of. Of Officer Winslow was was a homosexual. Zero evidence? I would say there is some evidence that why would a grown man leave his family on a consistent he basis? He didn't leave it, but did him and Urkel run off well, together? Ho- pretty much every fucking episode to go on adventures Listen, together. We all know that Urkel was a latchkey kid. Like he he had to raise himself. His family hated him. Because he was gay. So what happened they was... They didn't accept him, but Carl did. Carl Winslow, in his heart of hearts, felt bad for him, so he took him under his wing. In a totally... Uh, I was going to say secular. But <laughs> in a platonic. totally platonic, platonic way, all right? Is it possible that Urkel came out to his parents, was rejected, that's why he was in the Winslow household all the fucking he time? He loved Laura. He didn't love the, the brother, Eddie. Now, Laura. was that just a cover? Because, listen, I got rejected by my own family for coming out. You so, did? of course, that's why he wasn't there. Oh, you. I think Not you're, me. I'm, being, an announcement. I'm, I'm saying of Urkel. Sorry, Mark. You can hang out with my family. <laughs> so, he got rejected by his family for coming out. So, he wasn't going to run the risk of stretch. being re- rejected by the Winslows for coming out. So... He's there every day. He's proclaiming his love for Laura excessively so that no one is going to think, Wait, maybe Urkel's gay. And that's no, why no, he dressed up as a woman claiming to be his cousin exactly. so he can hook up with Eddie. Exactly. But now you have the father who is has a secret life because he can't be gay. He had to start a family under protest. Dude, we're right on We're track. on topic, but we're off topic. I mean... <laughs> I say we're supposed to be analyzing the show, not coming up with crazy conspiracy no, theories. No, secret relationship. That whole Laura angle was a cover because he knew he couldn't get her, and he didn't want her. You know what I like about sitcoms? Off your topic <laughs> is how mm, nobody's ever in the room, not in, into the conversation. Like well, in real life, if there's three people in a room, one guy could just be sitting there looking at his phone. But in in sitcoms, you say your line and then you leave. I, what, that's what I love about sitcoms too. Like you have two people in the room, you're having a conversation. Conversation ends, you leave. Another person comes in half a second after you leave, and now they're in on something. And it's like everyone just takes turns walking yeah. into the room. There's no one just standing around doing nothing. It's weird. 
You know what? That reminds you. There's always a door in the kitchen door, so you don't see the person standing yeah. in the kitchen. So you mentioned the show Dream On. Yes. There was an episode like that where they were making a play, <clears throat> and so in the one play, the one character. You know what? There was a black guy in Dream On. He was the friend. I barely remember that show. I just know that there was boobs. Yeah, man, I remember the too. boobs. But there was. I a, remember he was a poor, like a not a porn writer, but a. Uh, he was a writer, an erotic and, and fiction writer. In an episode, he was a he did write for porn. Well, but, same thing. Erotic fiction is porn. Yeah. So his name was Martin Tupper. But it's porn um, for people with an imagination. He had a black guy friend, the typical you know black. You have one black guy friend. So in the one episode, I have two, but <laughs> I'm not typical. True. In the one episode, they were doing a play, and that one friend had a very bit part where he was just kind of sitting around doing nothing, just sitting there while, you know, the action was going on. So he's like, can I just be doing stuff? So, like, on his own, he's, like, looking for his wallet. He's, like, doing, like, (laughs) random shit in the background. And, like, out of nowhere, he's like, hey, well, they're having, you know, serious conversations, and he'd just pop up and, like, and you see my keys? <laughs> and good. he's just all looking around. And then because of that, the play like took off and hit Broadway and his character was like this huge character. And it was just funny. And his only thing was is just doing regular stuff. Yeah, he's just like, I can't oh, find man, my, who I can't, drink all the milk? Can't find my wallet. What the f he's looking under the sofa while all you know everyone's having a serious conversation. Sorry, can you move? I want to look back there. Thanks. So anyways, uh Carl Winslow, back on topic. He had an anger issue. He did. And many times it was directed at, at Urkel. Which which is odd. A police officer in Chicago with an anger issue. You don't hear about stuff like but that. But he came, he went to a therapist or something, and he came up with this solution, and I've used it my whole life when I get angry. All right, let's hear it. Three, two, one. <laughs> one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <laughs> three, two, one. one. He looked at Urkel and he got angry yeah, again. Two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <laughs> three, two, he looked one. at him again. One, two, three. Now you would, you, it's a rule of threes. You wouldn't do that again, but I would. I would do it six times. No. Yeah. Comedy is a rule of threes. Everyone knows. I have the it. rules of nines. Nine <laughs> times. The whole episode's him doing that. Although. What the heck is bothering me? Now, what is this audience clapping about? Nothing. It's a laugh track. Well, they They're do not, have audiences usually. They do, but they sweeten it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, um, family Finally. guy kind of. And uh, they kind of go away of the rule of three sometimes. And it's funny when they do it. So yeah. you can get away from it. Best thing family, again, off topic. Yeah. Best thing family managers ever did was play a Conway, the whole Conway Twitty family, performance from He Haw. Family guy, not family Family members. guy. Yeah. And now yeah. Conway Twitty. And yeah, he, they did it a couple this whole times. song. I know. From He Haw. Uh, what, the thing they'll do that's a like like it's super long, but it makes it. Quit funny. pointing at me! Quit <laughs> pointing at me! You! <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm poking him in his chest with my <laughs> finger. <laughs> but the one thing they do, which is super long, but that makes it really funny, is that th- that thing where Peter falls and hits his leg, hits himself, and he just hear. Oh yeah. <sighs> anyway, and he, he'll do that like super. We're long. not doing family. <laughs> Most lost it there. <laughs> Feet control now. <laughs> right. So, anyways, that's that was his way of uh, not being angry. Yeah. It works. 
As long as you're not hanging out with your annoying, nerdy neighbor. I suppose. Is it, that, is it highly inappropriate for an adult to hang out with a kid, right? It is. At what that's age? Why, that's why I think there's something going on. What age can you, like, can you start hanging out with a stranger's kid on a regular basis without <sighs> people going, hmm, this is odd? You know what? 25? I, older. I think you got to be in your 30s before you can just hang with an adult. No, I'm talking about like how old is the, the, person, the, 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 the kid? That's what I'm saying. You can't hang out with someone... So you're not allowed to have a friend who's uh, younger than you? It's weird. That's people would still talk. If uh if you started hanging out with an 18 year old, people are gonna say, "What's going on?" Maybe there? not that 18, but if you think about it, even in your 20s. But I, but at your work, at a place of work, there's often people who are 40 and people who are 24. Yeah, that's. And you're going out and having drinks after work. In but, the workplace, that's different. But yeah. like we're talking about, like you know, your neighbor. The neighbor kid. Yeah. That's weird because there's a contact. That's true. If your work. neighbor is a, like a 55 year old couple and they still have a son that lives with them and he's coming over and having beers with you, well, I don't. If he's 25, it's okay, I guess. It's just weird. Let's say you're 50 and you have, um, you know, next door you have a couple and they have an 18 year old son. Well, let's say 20, 25. Fine. 25 year old son and. So he can drink. Yeah, and you're hanging out with that you and that you and that kid are bosom buddies, and you're hanging out at the bar, going to games Super together. Fucking weird. People are gonna think something is up. Is, is he fucking that kid? It's always fucking with you. Exactly. People never, never have any relationships that don't involve fucking. That's anymore. right. That's right. Because I live in reality. Why do you go to that place every day? You fucking someone there? Like, yeah. no, it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's my job. Someone's getting fucked, but, but not the way you think. Look, anywhere I go, I'm fucking somebody. The supermarket, mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. you know, the doctor's office. They got nurses. Yeah. I get around, man. It's true. Trying to spread that seed. It's genetics. It's true. Anyways, that's family matters. Did we talk about the last episode? <laughs> Let's just kind of put a bump on this. I don't know. Um, we try to. A lot of these sitcoms, they don't have. Yeah. They had to have a final episode where Urkel came out and bowed. And everyone, yeah, Urkel! Oh, but oh, we forgot about more of the characters. Yeah. There was, um... There was a... Eddie had a friend, too. Some other kid. Who the fuck Rachel Bain Crawford. That was, that was her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waldo Fal... Remember Waldo Geraldo Faldo? Waldo was Eddie's friend. Yep. Yeah. So, see, see if we can get to the uh, thing. Now, in 19... It moved to CBS... For its final, last and final season in 1997. And. Nearly a decade run. Yep. That's something. The final. How many fucking episodes? A lot of scrolling here. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, it would be on the bottom. So, this is how it ended. In July of 1998, Lost in Space Part 1. It was a two parter season series finale. After NASA buys the patent of one of Urkel's inventions, he is sent into space with a pair of astronauts to test it out. Yeah, now, yeah. you invent something, do you think NASA's like, well, you got to go with him just in case? He is not in astronaut shape. So Actually, not- he, he was in pretty good shape because every once in a while they'd show him with his shirt off and he was all muscular. Yeah. Because you know the guy who played, Jaleel White, you know that he's this big nerd. He's known for being a big nerd. Yeah. You know that he, he won- overcompensates. Yeah, in his real life, he just wanted to be like, and he was a good-looking guy. Normal-looking, you know, he's fine. I think he was pretty handsome. I'd fuck him. Yeah. However, Steve's invention unintentionally causes a nearby satellite to crash into the space shuttle, 
and long before he sends himself hurling out in through outer space. Before long, he sends himself hurling, hurling through outer space. Meanwhile, Harry had worried for the well-being of rookie officer Eddie, so Eddie became a cop. Well, he's got to follow in his gay father's footsteps. Demands to have him assigned to giving out tickets for parking meter violations. Myra attempts to use the media to pose as Urkel's fiance, but it's caught by Stefan, who finally forces her to relinquish her. Relinqu- That's his cousin. <sighs> Stefan. It got way too complicated. I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on with that show. And who is Mira? I don't even know who that is. I don't know. NASA struggles to recover the astronauts and save Urkel's life. However, all ends well, and Steve returns to Earth a national hero. Meanwhile, while on meter duty, Eddie finds himself in the middle of a shootout. Eddie survives thanks to the lucky bulletproof vest Carl gave. Here's my lucky bulletproof vest, son. It's, I'm handing it down to you. It's so lucky. It, it, it um, stops bullets from going and through. And I'm sure bulletproof vests don't exp- you know, expire. They're like, you don't want a 30-year-old bulletproof vest. It's not that they expire. Technology advances. Yeah. So a newer one is probably going to be better. Going to be more effective, I imagine. During that time, Carl and Eddie helped Harriet realize that the job is dangerous and she needs to support them no matter what. Steve sees Laura at the end of the episode and says, you get more, say it in Steve's voice, you get more beautiful every time I see you. Laura, you get more beautiful every time I see you. Even though I'm a a famous astronaut now. Did I do that? He's a famous astronaut and he's still trying to get the girl next door. I can get so much pussy now. I'm on the news every day, Laura. Laura then says she'll kiss him only on one condition. Steve will have to promise to never go into outer space again. Steve replies with, only when we kiss, Laura Lee. Only when we kiss. And they do. The final applause from the audience. So I guess they got together in the end. Maybe. Man, it's a good thing that show ended because that sounded re-fucking-diculous. Wow. I'm sure it looked really good, like the effects and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're like, man, they must have sent him to really into outer space for this episode. Yeah. Part one and two. Wow. So, family matters. A lot of uh, conjecture on my part, but I think there's some fact there. I'm going to write some fan fiction about the sexual exploits of uh, Carl and mm. Urkel. So, we'll be on the lookout for that. So, yeah. anyway, hotshotwizkids.com. <laughs> It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design, some people say, is even harder to find.